Bam! Straight from the depths of the rabbit hole studios in Dallas, Texas. Right into your eardrums. Tickling your brain, possibly infecting you. You've got the award-winning Chasing the Rabbit. This is a Dallas Cowboy podcast comprised of lifelong fans who share analysis and takes on America's team. Have a little fun along the way. Here we are in the studio. Aaron, we're not joined by uh, Scotty this week, but you're here. I'm here. Glad to see you. Enjoyed your show the other day. How's how's? Uh, uh, I'm curious because last time I talked to you, you were at the medics, and uh, you know, curious to see how you're feeling now. <laughs> yes, I feel like that I have 100 percent recovered from chasing the dog. Um, I will never do that again. Uh, and yeah, I'd like to start off by saying thank you to you for your professionalism. Always, sir. Showing up here on Thursday night, doing our show here in the rabbit hole. It's good to have you here, and uh, it's sad to see the empty chair across the way. Uh, but maybe we'll get into that later. But yeah, I'm doing all right. It's been a good week. You know, it's always good after the Cowboys win. That was a triple you know? triple whammy. We got the uh, Philly loss, San Francisco loss, I and know. a Cowboy win. It's amazing what kind of, I mean, really, going into Monday night, you're like, you have to win. Not only do you need to win, but you need to take advantage of the fact that they just lost. Because I don't know if you could have set that up any better. Because that just kept our hopes alive now. It changes everything. It changes it. I mean, if we'd have won and they had won... It would have been, yes, thank God we got a win. Yeah. But the fact that they both lost and we won. The fact that they both lost, we didn't have the prettiest of victories. No. But the the fact that they both lost, I'll take that win any time, you know. It's a time right now to be a little hypercritical after the San Francisco loss. Uh, But (laughs) I'll take a victory any way we got it. And you know what? I think Scott was saying on the post game, you know, it looked like both teams were just like, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. And finally, the Cowboys was like, okay, we'll take it. Yep. Um, so I do respect the resolve and the fight that they had. It wasn't pretty, but they kept grinding and did what it took to win the game. So, I mean, I have nothing but respect for it. Dak, Dak got us that game. He played Dak great. Good. You know, without Dak, because our running game was shit. We couldn't get anything going. Um I mean, hats off to him, man, because he was under the gun pretty much all night long because uh, our offensive line just couldn't give him time. But well, uh, now he he was great, dude. Like I told Scott Money, man, it was kind of reminiscent a little bit of pre-injury Dak roaming around the movement in, his po- in the pocket, the Tony Romo move, pull out of his ass. I don't know how he got out of that one. That's was, what scared me the most about the game, though, when I settled down. Uh, most of our big plays, most of our, our good offense came. And, uh, I mean, I love that we have a quarterback that can do it, uh, getting out of the pocket and just making something happen. You know, I know y'all were talking about CD on that long drag route that he got, you know, and just the way they connected and he found each other freelancing. But, man, I hate that that is my offense. I love that we can do it, but I hate that that's what I ended up relying on for that game. I don't know that you were trying to rely on it. Um, it's just what happened. Yeah, maybe know? rely is not the right word. I hate that that's what got me the victory. Because the yeah. regular offense, like you said, that offensive line was not looking good. What is going on with our offensive line? Ooh, I don't know, but that's something that they need to get fixed quick and in a hurry. Because um, we haven't looked good <laughs> since Tyron got back in the start. 100% lineup. agree. And I'm trying uh, and to understand so, why. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't. I wish I had the answer to that one. Um, but maybe it's because he's not tiring anymore. But as Scott pointed out, a not tiring is still a good tackle. It's not great, but it's still there's some people trotting crap out there. There are. But it, to but you, is he better than how we were running it before, while he was injured? Because we seem to be holding I, up okay. It's so hard to gauge the Cowboys because this is perhaps the second competitive game we've played out of six, you know, the Arizona game that we came out on the losing end and this mm-hmm. game, every other game has pretty much been settled Yes, uh, halfway through the third quarter. 
So it's hard to gauge what we need to do, what we have to do. You know, even San Francisco, when we're on the other side of the table, you know, we got to throw the ball. We got to. So it's hard to gauge how good it really are and how bad it really is because we've only had two examples. Which is why I don't necessarily have a problem with the way. I mean, I know you said you hated that we had to have that to win that game. I'm okay with that because I was starting to wonder did we have that left? Yeah. You know, uh, could he still do that? Uh, could he be the reason we won that game? And, you know, between him and our defense, that's why we won that game Monday night. Yeah, they did just you enough. Know? They had enough fight. You know, they didn't have to have the perfect sheet to play. No. It didn't go well. And <sighs> they they kept kept banging at it. And finally it clicked, you know. It's just uh, we, we might have got lucky, you know, just like I'm a little bit worried about the offensive side of the ball. And forgive me if I'm – on the Chargers a little bit. I didn't get to join y'all the other night. And the same way the offense, I'm like, man, we kind of had to rely on Dak getting out and doing some things. It wasn't really in the, in the script, in the game plan. On the other side of that, whew. Now, I've watched this dude play only a handful of times, I will confess. But, man, that guy looked bad. Justin Herbert. Man, he had receivers open and just making wrong reads. I'd be scratching my head. I honestly thought this dude was much better than what I saw the other day. They could we were ready to be beat had he had they had more competent quarterback play. The, the, it was there for him. I think that as we talked about Monday night, I believe he had the game that he had because of the pressure we put on him. I agree. Um not because he had bad reads or I mean, I think a combination of having a bad game, but I think the pressure and him trying to get out of the pocket, find somebody to throw the ball to, that we were always on his ass. And uh, he missed a lot of throws. Like I said Monday, Keenan Allen could have had a monster game had he hit Keenan Allen mm-hmm. the times that he just missed him completely. I mean, you're right. They could have, should have won that game, but our defense, I believe, is what kept them from succeeding at that, not because of Justin Herbert. No, the pressure got into Herbert's head, and he started rushing stuff. And, you know, when you're, when you're getting violently hit, you know, that's for real. Yes. You don't want that. You know, somewhere in your subconscious, if not your conscious mind, you're going to say, man, I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, I got to get out And of it way. affects you. Yep. And that's the whole part of the pressure. Uh, there's no stat for it, but we witnessed it with our eyes. But a quarterback with a little more poise, uh, you know, you know, remember Troy Aikman when he just would stand in the pocket to the last moment and just get splattered. But he needed that extra half a second to get that ball to Harper or something. Sure. A quarterback with a little more poise could have taken advantage of us. Now, how many of those are on the schedule do we have to face? Maybe it's not something we need to worry about. Well, for them, I think that our, the pressure that we applied is the most pressure they'd seen all season. They hadn't seen anything like that because uh, we brought it almost 50% of the time we were on his ass. Um so I think that for them, they need to chalk that up for, you know, that might be the game against Dallas D, especially the D-line, that just destroyed our flow, you know. We'll be all right next week. I don't know. The Chargers got problems. Chargers got problems. But I think defensively, we stepped up to the plate, man. Uh, Dan Quinn dialed up a gem. If it hadn't been for Tolbert, they would have only scored 10 points. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's they, amazing they, considering they the that on. they're, you know, what, top five in scoring, top five in yards per game, and we let them get nothing. Yeah, well, to a degree, we had them rattled with the pressure. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and not only rattled, but like y'all were saying, when he dialed it up when we needed it most, Micah delivered. You know, Dan and Micah delivered when we needed it most. And it got us that victory. So, good victory for the offense and the defense. Man, and I keep wanting to mention this guy for several shows now. And uh, now that I've done a little changes, I'll remember to bring him up. Uh, do we not have the baddest motherfucking kicker in the NFL? I mean, this dude is legit. Has yeah. what? He's missed one kick, his very first kick, a PAT. And he hadn't missed since. We'll have to roll back the tape to preseason. I remember I gave this guy a 50-50 shot, and Scott poo-pooed me 
And speaking of kicking, he punted that out of the building, that idea <laughs> out of the building. I'm going to go back and roll some tape that on that. That kid is ice, boy. He puts it down the middle almost every yeah. time, dude. There's no... Man, that dude is... I have, When when wow. he comes out for a kick from any distance... Wow. Excuse me. I have faith. <clears throat> yeah, he's pretty amazing. I love... I love that, uh, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter where we set up. Uh, if he comes on the field, I feel like we're automatic three points. He's been he's been uh, just the light the whole way. He hasn't he hasn't veered left or right. He has been as steady as steady can be through six games. It's amazing that we found him in the USFL. USFL, the pull, you know, looking under rocks, you know, just grinding. Will McClay grinding. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I know that uh, Scott had brought up this stat that when San Francisco plays someone for like 22 straight games that they've lost the next week or something like that, it's usually right. a very physical game. Right. I found it a little ironic that San Francisco was the team that lost. Right. And just peeking ahead at the schedule, uh, we play the Rams, not this week, we have a bye, but the following week, but this week... The Rams have another t- – they're going up against the Steelers mm-hmm. who also have a notorious record of opponents the following week losing uh, just because it's such a physical battle. So that bodes well for us. Yes. Uh, you, there's a lot of teams uh, that the Rams could play in the meantime. Yes. Uh, I'm glad they're playing a really physical team yes. that's going to leave them a little dinged up and a little you know sore the next day and have them dealing with some of that stuff as opposed to just some cakewalk uh, I don't know, you know, Washington commander defense uh-huh. or something. I tell you what's nice is the fact that you're right. San Francisco looked like the team that didn't have anything left in the tank. Uh-huh. Um, the game after th- their win, uh, because I believe they blew their load versus us. Um, definitely emotionally. Oh, you know, yeah. If not physically, definitely oh, emotionally. Yeah, I mean, you don't score forty-two points without blowing your load, and they blew their load, and they let it all out on that table. Uh, and like you said, emotionally, that was such a huge game. I mean, you, you, Kittle's not wearing a fuck Cleveland shirt mm-hmm. in Cleveland. You know, he's wearing it for Dallas. You know, and the better thing to come out of that is. Injury, injury, injury for San Francisco yeah. to big-time players. Just like when we played them, losing Leighton and C.J. Godwin, Goodwin. Um, and one of these days I'll get his name right. Um, I mean, that's that's those are some big injuries, especially the CMC and Debo. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that they're, you know, Debo's long-term, but the fact that they're dinged up now. But attrition takes its toll. Oh, uh, when you're yes. playing 17 of these, Yes, uh, a ding here. And someone's hitting it next week, and the week after, and the mm-hmm. week, and then you're starting to compensate. And I'm, I'm now I'm using my other muscles because I'm trying to compensate for that. It just leads to bad things down the road that can only benefit us. Yes. And not only that, but Philly got a little banged up in their game. Oh, yeah. I saw Lane Johnson went out. I yep. don't know what his status is, but they had a couple injuries to their side and too. Jalen didn't look good that game. No, he didn't. Philly they, didn't look good that game. They seem like if their style is working. You know, and they can keep the it's 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 like so many teams. If I have the lead, my my team's designed to have the lead and come after that quarterback. You know, and Philly seems the exact same model. They're they're built to have a lead, release the dogs. But if they got to come back and use their aerial attack to come back, I don't think that they've proven they can do that yet. Well, uh, I guess they must have been a little worried about it themselves as well. Uh, because they went out and got them some help on the offensive side of the ball. Don't know if you heard. They signed Julio Jones today or yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how much help he's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a veteran. He knows the league. He's done stuff. He was in Tampa you know, last year. And yeah. For didn't. for what they need him for, you know, you're talking about maybe like a fifth receiver, fourth receiver, you know, very limited snaps if he even earns them. Uh, you know. It'll be interesting. It's not the worst see. thing in the world. No, it's not. It's not. I don't know how much it's going to help him. It doesn't scare me as a Cowboy fan at no. all. In the slightest. No, not at all. Hey, they kicked over a rock. Never know where mm-hmm. you might find something under that one. And Julio Jones might be better <laughs> suited for them than perhaps Tampa Bay with their quarterback situation last year, you know, whatever they had going on. Mm-hmm. So it might be a better fit for him. I don't think Julio Jones would fit good here. 
you know, with what we're trying to do, it wouldn't excite me at all. I'd be no. like, oh, God. But different strokes for different folks. Yes. Yeah, well, I asked Scott this Monday night. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on the matter, um, especially after you've digested the game for a couple of days. Um, do you see a need to make a change at your wide receiver position? Uh, I, you know, I was pining a little bit earlier, even pre this game, uh, to get Tolbert a little more action. And I was surprised. We had one game where, like, he didn't do nothing. Like, was he even active he or was something? Inactive yeah, yeah, versus San Francisco. Yes, okay. I was like, that, that Which game, makes no sense. It battered my brain so hardcore, that 42, that I'm just like, I can't even remember the game. I blacked out. But yeah, I remember he wasn't active for that. And I was scratching my. I'm like, this dude should be part of my game plan every week. Absolutely. So I'm already wanting to get him on the field. Yes. But I know we were looking for Gallup early in the season. He did start to show up. And then, you know, here we've had the last couple of weeks, and especially the other night where it didn't look good, where it's a week-to-week league, right? So let me let me see what Tolbert can do. It's a week-to-week league. If you're not performing, you've got no – no. Uh, you haven't earned Michael Gallup the right to be given anything. You no, know? you definitely so, – you know, I mean, I know we paid him. Oh, yeah. But that's I guess not he has earned we, that right. That's not why we should be playing him. You know, I mean, if he's not giving – I mean – at least give Tolbert more opportunities yes. than you're currently giving him and take some away from Split Gallup. Their snaps. Split their snaps and let's see who does better in the game. There you go. And then, hey, if you show up to play on game day, you're going to get some more reps. Yeah. Otherwise, Put him in a platoon situation and who's ever the hot hand, I'm going to ride. I'm just saying, man, the, Tolbert, I feel like, brings more to the table. Um, I was reading uh, Bob Sturm the other day, and he was talking about Gallup and Tolbert. And Gallup, he he noticed over the film review that he did was is that Gallup does still does okay when all he's doing is going vertical. When you start trying to get him to work a inside or an outside route, he cannot create separation Mm-mm. in that aspect. He still gives you something on the vertical routes. He does need to be a little more physical going for the ball. Uh, and making Dak, himself better better available for Dak. Dak likes to hang on to the ball and see that separation happen before he unleashes it. He doesn't like to throw a timing before you've turned. And you know what? I halfway don't blame him. Because if you tried that shit with Gallup... You're going to get oh, some I stuff know. picked, yes. some stuff tipped up over the middle yes. of the field, picked, you know. It's, yes. it's, the out, of the wide range of outcomes, very limited percentage will be good. Yes. I need to I, – I loved seeing that connection him and CD had on Monday night. Uh, I watched that play again just last night, and it's just so beautiful because I saw it from the view uh, – from Dak's view, uh, the camera that was behind Dak – uh, and it's just to watch and then to see the one overhead to watch that subtle move that CD made as he's running that long drag across the field when Dak rolls out of the pocket and he just one little step makes just a slight mm-hmm. adjustment. And boy, I, there's a there's a part of me that wishes Dak had got it to him sooner. But hey, I won't complain, you know, because. He had a moment there that if he'd have got it to him like a split second sooner, he could have turned upfield and might have even beat the DB and gone for the. Well, I know y'all were talking about the diva receivers and some of the receivers we've had, and I know that uh, <laughs> CD was saying AJ Brown recently. You know, these receivers, they're like, "Man, I'm open every play. You know, give me the ball," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, honestly, how hard is it to be open every play?" You're going somewhere where the defense doesn't know you're going, so you already have an advantage. Yes. You know, like well, yes, a, to a degree. A, a good NFL receiver, in a way, sh- you should be open every play. Yes, that's the easy part of the play. The hard part is the blocking, the time to throw it to you to let the play develop, and then making a good throw. You know, that has to, it's not a handoff that no. I'm just giving to you. This right. thing has to travel 20, 30, 40 yards in a window or something. Like, the easy part's getting open. Of course you're open. Most receivers are open every play. Yes. I'm yes. not, I'm just saying, I'm not hearing it. 
Yeah, but that's the, it's not that's like some the, special quality. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I would say that uh, you know, if we go I don't out know right that now, every receiver, every receiver, not every could receiver. Do, we just talked about Gallup. Every receiver could do what CD just did to that guy. No, I agree. That, I mean, that's the next level. He took. He let. I mean, that guy could not cover him. Seven targets, seven catches. I believe every one of them went for a first down. I mean, that is that is stupid. No, no not all of them can do that. Uh, but those guys can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I see what you're saying, but I do kind of. There's like 20 of them at are, that level. Y'all are at that level. I expect you to be open. But there are other factors at play. It's not just you finally find yourself open, and I'm just waiting for you to get open. I got nothing else going on back here. You know, I'm just waiting on you, A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the only one I got. So, you know, but they think that they deserve the ball every time. Just give me the ball. And that's why I realized it hit me. It all converged. The world converged on me, okay? (laughs) Uh, Y'all's receiver talk, the diva talk, and then Scott not showing up in the studio. And uh, you know what? If we get it, if we ever, if you ever do get that catalog going, um, Let's get Scott like an 88, chasing the rabbit 88 jersey, chasing okay. the rabbit 80. You know, what? what's his yeah, wide receiver a, number going to be? He's a diva. Oh, he's delicious. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's the Got to have receiver. the, Kenny's got to have the orange peanut, M&M peanuts oh out before All the, the show. All the stuff Kenny has to do to prep yes. for him to come in here? Yes. He's I mean, rolling through like he's that, a fabulous Thunderbird. I mean, is that the reason he's not here tonight? Because, you know, Kenny didn't get it He's all probably doing stuff off, not chasing the rabbit, but Kenny's probably doing personal stuff oh, for Scott. That's why he's not oh, here. Yeah. I told you him and yes. Scott got something going on. Yes, that's why you had to set up tonight. They always... Because you got here and Kenny yeah. hadn't been here yet and got the studio yeah. ready. And I was going to give Kenny some props tonight. Uh-huh, but he didn't But we see myself. Well, you know what? Hold, let me time out. Maybe he's not like doing fetch and errand stuff for Scott. Maybe he is. Uh, him and Scott are doing something. You know. Maybe, maybe they become friends. Yeah. Maybe he's like a wingman or something. Oh, you know. You know. Maybe I mean, they went out for a double date. Night on the town. Maybe a single date just involving the two. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're, that's where they're at. You're saying Cupid is struck. <laughs> uh, maybe Cupid's arrow is struck. <laughs> I don't know, Scott. Like we need, you know what? We need to ask Scott that next time because he's always you know, mysterious, and I, I, it's never been my business. I do. So remember I've never cared to ask, but I am kind of curious. Did did didn't Kenny kind of skip out early that night that Scott didn't show up a couple weeks? He, ago? He did I leave a little bit early, but little he early. said he had had some plans. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ever question it. Yeah. Now hmm. there might be a question. Maybe. Well, either way, Kenny. the the ever ambiguous Scott. We need to. We need to uh, just find out which which it's none of our business. I won't no, judge you, but I now no. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I am curious. I but know. either way, he's gonna get number eighty eight chasing the rabbit jersey. Yes, that's what we should. He's do. open every time. We never get him the ball. No, we never no. get him the ball. No. So he, he, he does all. You know, he's always grinding. He's always putting in all the work. He wants to. He wants the reward all the time. And he doesn't need us. No, he doesn't. He, uh, need we're us. just taking away. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. Me talking right now, that's like a Tony Pollard run for one yards up the middle for like the eighth <laughs> time in a row. Right? Like we don't need it. No. You talking right now, that's yes. like Michael Gallup going out. Yes. <laughs> if we want to win this game, give him the ball. Give me the ball. And then he won't show up. And the thing is, I want to win. And then he won't show up. Yes. So yes. we're going to lose. We, this L's on you, Scott. This L's all on you. But, you know, we do got some things moving forward uh, with the Cowboys and the Rams. You know, a couple weeks. I know we're going to get to that next week, and we'll probably have the whole crew in here. Uh, But right now where we sit, we're probably, you know, a little bit more than a third of the way through the season. You know, we're just hanging on about a third of the way through the season. Yeah. Uh, Four and two. You know, like we were talking about last week, I think that the, the best of us, you know, the most optimistic would have had us at five and one. Yes. So we're really a game off of pace. It's right. really that Arizona, that Arizona game that got game. us out of whack. Yep. So everything, maybe to the eyeballs, what we're seeing isn't as impressive as what we had hoped to see on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, I feel like we're there where we thought we would be. Uh, what is your take on where we're at right now, uh, just the Cowboys, and where, where you got us move? What you know, what you think we need with the twelve remaining moving forward? 
I think that uh, the bye week comes at a very good time. Um, I think that we've played enough football now for our coaches to uh, obviously, I'm sure that they're having same conversations as we're having here in the rabbit hole, asking each other what the fuck is going on. Why can't we do this? We were doing this in this game, but now we can't do this anymore at all. Um, interestingly, uh, I know I refer to Bob Sturm all the time, but uh, he brought up a point that made me think about it the other day. It is he blames it on our running game. Our running game the past two games has been nothing terrible. It's not reliable. Not reliable. We're not getting we're not getting holes. We're not our offensive line is usually good in run you know, run offense uh, and then questionable in their pass protection because of certain players and whatnot. Uh, but our run game has not been what it needs to be to allow our offense to work the way it needs to be because we probably would like to be a heavy running team, a heavy play-action team, and when we're not running the ball and we're not being successful at it, you can't do those things. Then you have – the other things don't work then. You know, that's why you end up having Dak running around in a pocket. Protection breaks down. I can't get my running game going. We got to go to this, you know, or – He's pulling us out of the fire every time. So that needs to be fixed for whatever reason is happening. So fix the running game. Fix the whole offensive line problem because I think that's the that's the cause of it all. I mean, can it be fixed? We're not going to go out and draft it, somebody. We're not going to go sign somebody. We got who we got. Can it be fixed? That's why I think that the bye week came at a good time because I wonder – Tyron comes back off this mysterious knee injury that I still today don't know what it was. All I know is knee injury. <clears throat> uh, Steele has not been looking good. Uh, it's possible that maybe he still is dealing with coming off his injury. Um, Zach Martin has been dinged up a little bit in the first few weeks, you know, this or that. So he's dinged up. Um, I think Tyler Smith is fine. He hasn't had a couple of good games in a row. So, And I think that the cause of that, in my opinion, is the fact that he has Tyron to his left now. And because those two games coincide with Tyron coming back. So I think there's something going on there for whatever reason and Biotis has just been playing dumb. So they got to fix that. And I think you fix those five, the run game gets fixed. Then if the run game gets fixed, that's going to have an effect on the passing game. Well, that encourages me because uh, in the past, these same cast of characters have had more success running and pass blocking. So you're, you're speaking to me right now. Uh, perhaps still. Uh, you know, he came back ahead of schedule. Yes. And so perhaps our expectations weren't realistic. You know, he's maybe right well, where he's supposed he to be. I think he started off really good, too. Yeah. I mean, I think he showed out pretty good in that first game or two. But maybe it's taken a little bit of time for yeah. everything to heal and settle in and recover right. And same with, like you said, we don't know what the injury was, but maybe Tyron's dealing with something. Right. Uh, so there's opportunities for both of those guys to get better as they get healthier. Right. And Zach Martin, we all know, missed training camp. Uh, so maybe yes. he had to kind of get going. Yes. And so there's opportunity for that to improve. Right. And we all know that Tyler played He's This is the two worst games of his career, right. in my mind. Yes. Even worse than his, his first two games starting. Yes. So I don't think it's a – hopefully it's not a trend. Hopefully he gets back to what he's been doing. Yes. So that's an improvement. And now Tyler – uh, you're going to have to sell me something on that because it seems to I me it is what it is. I don't have anything to say you on Biotish. I don't know. You got anything behind it in the ranks? I mean, you know, it's you, Hoffman. You, yeah. I thought to myself the other day, is is he good enough to replace him? I don't know. Ah, I don't know. It's hard I know, yeah. because I know on the mental, uh, you know, yes, calling there's the a calls, lot to it. I didn't realize until, you know, I don't know, within the past few years, how complicated being center in the NFL is. You don't just bend over and snap the ball when he says hut. I mean, you got to – it's call almost out like the, you're the quarterback of the offensive line. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. Call it the protections. I think, I think that – But you got health, the offensive line. Health-wise, we need to get healthy. 
and, and that's and, why I think it's a good time for this bye week. And what else do we need to do for the remaining two thirds of the season? I mean, what what do you think we need to work on? Or well, I think it also serves us well on the defensive side because I believe Micah's dealing with some things health wise as well. I think uh, there's probably several of them over there that are probably dealing with something health wise. But the the key guys that we really care about on defense, and I think Micah's one of them because he's not going to be one to miss a game unless he just has a broken leg or he's dead. Uh, so he'll fight through any injury that he has. We already know he's done something to his knee, ankle on one side, but he's played through it. But this is a good week for him to rest that. So maybe he comes out of the bye week ferocious. Um, and and maybe Dan's and had time are. to look it's at some time. game film. It's time to talk about Micah. Micah, you, I love somehow we you. Have a Micah segment every week. Yes, of course. I thought I, you were going to do your own Micah show on Fridays. No, I didn't ever say that. Mm, that's what Scott was telling me. But he he's doing his podcast again. He's out there getting into it with the talking heads and the critics because he's taking up for Dak. Like he doesn't feel it's fair for Dak to get the criticism that he gets when you know that's my quarterback. Yes, that's his quarterback. Um, but I also think that uh, uh, Micah doesn't truly understand. I don't think anybody truly understands the heat that is on a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Unlike any other quarterback in the NFL, Mike McCarthy will even tell you he was shocked by it when he got here. Like, he couldn't, he didn't even fathom that. He's never seen that. Uh, he definitely doesn't think Dak deserves the heat that he gets, but there is no turning it off. It doesn't stop. And all that Micah is doing is giving them more bullshit to get clicks. The people that you're talking to, they're going to use hey, what you're saying and just keep generating If Mike is the doing bullshit. it to, to build up the brand – with full knowledge of what he's doing, oh, cool. Yeah, go do, do you. But if he's really smart, yeah, then that's that's just, why I love him. Yeah, because I, I think he's really it's it's real. Like yeah. he really like he doesn't think it's fair for Dak to get shit on, you know. Uh, but he got to understand Dallas Cowboy quarterback. It's a whole different ball. He's game. not going to change the world. It is what it is, man. Yeah, but I just you know I mean he took a. A week of media silence last week leading up to the Charger game. Didn't talk to nobody. I think he needs to keep that all season long. Just only give them what you got to give them and then get out and let our play and your play specifically do the talking. Yeah. I love him, but I need you to quiet I don't down. mind him doing it if, so. like, if he's all in control of it. You know, if he's getting caught up in it, you know. I don't think he's getting that's caught fine. up in it. I just, you know. You need players. You need all types to make I, the team work. I know. I know. So I know. if he's getting caught up in it and that's his thing, he's, he's young. But he's, let I him like do him it. so much. I want his just total dominance on the football field to speak for him. We want that perfect game. You know? And, and I mean, just at his every game, if, if you just sat down and watched Micah, Every game, every play, you would be amazed at his just ferociousness. Yeah, that's why he's a little dinged up. He plays like a ferocious, reckless abandon. Yes. You know, he goes 110% on every play. Every play. Uh, comes charging in on, you know, outweighed, double teamed. You know, so with the double team, just 400 pounds difference on this dude. You know, but everybody on that line is already outweighing him. And we just he just goes in like a wrecking ball. But, you know, I, I was hoping to see him a little more at linebacker last week, too. I agree. I wish I could see more of that. Maybe maybe when Evans gets into the mix. Maybe you so. Know, maybe so. We'll I know see some different stuff. Bell had a hell of a game. Ah, yeah, he played great. He's he's played great all season for me. Yeah. That's another dude I've been wanting to see on the field more. He you had know, one not-so-good game, but that was, you know. The the kid who lit up preseason too, um, Wanye. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm always kind of scratching my head too with him. Like, man, I thought we was going to see him a little bit more, and then every time I see him, he does good. Yes, but is um, he is he somebody you want to put ahead of Jordan Lewis? Uh, you know what? Maybe because on that reason. Keenan Allen touchdown, 
I was so furious with Jordan Lewis on that play, man. Just I can't, I, I, I was beside myself. Yes, I was ready to destroy you, something. Isn't it Keenan Allen's job to do that? Okay, I'm just saying. When I watched that play, I said, "Man, either these Cowboys is their coaches is really stupid, because that's some shitty scouting. This dude runs a simple motion play. Jordan Lewis head in the backfield." Keenan, Keenan Allen starts to go in motion. Oh, Jordan Lewis notices that their best weapon, who I should probably pay attention to because they throw it to him a lot, um, especially down the red zone with that frame. Um, oh, he's in motion. So he's already a half a step, you know, behind Keenan Allen. You know, Keenan Allen's running full throttle. Jordan Lewis is jogging along, you know, gets caught up in the traffic. Even Troy Aitman calling the game was like, man, this pass was thrown behind Keenan Allen. And he still had all the room in the world to do that. Wow. This The separation on that was five yards. I went back. I replayed it. I played it slow motion. And they did have a receiver lined up where Keenan Allen was headed towards, you know, why he was in motion. So Jordan Lewis had to kind of run behind that cornerback a little bit. Right. But, no, it wasn't enough. And the effort on that and the awareness on that, I was like, man, I'm done, dude. I'm done. But then I realized you got 17 games. It's in college football or high school no, football. can't just be done. I've got to use this guy still. But I, that's what infuriated me even more. Mm. Yeah, now, but, please go back and watch that play. Yeah, I but, promise there's nothing you can defend on Jordan Lewis on that play. Okay. Maybe over the game, yes, but on that single play. Yeah, so how did he respond the rest of the game? He played all right. He He gave up a couple other big plays, but he played all right. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, that's a seven-point play. Yeah. You know, I don't even know. It made me so, okay, <laughs> I about lost it because I almost feel, I almost feel like that was when Marquise Bell made that huge third-down tackle to keep him shy of the goal line on Eckler. Yeah. And it brought up a fourth and one, and they went for it. And I almost feel that was the what they did on fourth down. It I could be been. wrong. I, I don't but remember. that's what further infuriated me when I see Marquise Bell just man up. And make that huge tackle and stop him, stop him from the end zone. And then Jordan Lewis just hand you a touchdown. Oh, it's a team game. And when I got other people selling out, man, I need you committed. Well, our secondary does look like they need to improve. Um, they've been playing all right, but we could be better. Um, I mean, San Francisco was running wide open in our secondary. Yeah. So, you know, we got some, we got, obviously we got something to clean up back there. But then they, I don't not, know. That's I don't know not that, normally. Is it cleaning up or is the name of our game, we're coming at you and we're either going to get you or rattle you. you know, we're either going to sack you or we're going to rattle you like we did Herbert where you're seeing ghosts and just rushing it and throwing it. Or you're going to make a completion to a wide open receiver. It's like there's no in between. I think like Scott said, we depend so heavily on our safety play. And that's where they're covering up for. You know, the aggressiveness of the man-to-man coverage. Because you got to have those guys covering your back. And uh, I guess, you know, something needs to be addressed. Or is it, that's just what we are now. That's because, what I'm But not because of that. Because Gilmore's not necessarily still Stephen, Stephen Gilmore. You know, he might be yeah. not himself. He's not the same guy. But he's still somewhat. And then you got Bland on the other side who, you know, I mean, he does he does good. His best role is probably inside. Um, but he's, you know, he's got to clean up his game. But I'm saying maybe there's no getting other other than technique, skill-wise, yeah. talent-wise, we're not going to get any better than what we are. Well, so we, we got to make do with what we got. You know what I'm saying? I when mean, we it, lost Diggs, it, it seems easy just to say, Oh, well, that's one position we got to replace. But not really. No. Because Gilmore replaces Diggs. So now that's one position we're weaker at. Right. Uh, Bland comes up, replaces Gilmore. So now that's two positions we're weaker Now, you know, yes. someone, uh, Jordan's replacing Bland in the, in the slot. Now that's – so it's not just one position, Diggs, no, that we three. got worse at. That hit is at three different positions, and honestly, four when you go with dying packages and stuff. Yes. Oh. I think Overshawn, too, boy, that was – yeah, that was a loss that hurt us uh, in that roster development. Oh yeah, now, just killed our linebacking. I mean, core. yes, hats off to Marquise Bell, but that's not where he should be playing, and we should have something. Yeah, and we found that we didn't plan on that. Yeah. We found that. No, it'd be nice if they could find 
Oh, it'd be nice if that dude from Miami could be that find for the secondary. Yeah, know? that's another thing. Like the bye week could give him a, you know, Maybe. he just kind of got here at the end. I don't know. So, that one play he got in. <laughs> yeah, that didn't look well. Well, another thing I think they can do in that secondary, because this is another one that's been driving me crazy, okay? We come with the pressure, and you know we're going to come with that man press coverage. Um, but if you can wither that pressure, I don't care what quarterback you are, how immobile you are. If you can wither that wave of pressure, there is an 8-yard, 10-yard, 6-yard gain for you on your feet running the ball because our secondary is going out there back to the ball in yep. man coverage. And, man, I've been watching week after week after week these scrub quarterbacks coming out of the game with 30 yards rushing, 40 yards rushing, you know, converting third and eights into first downs with their feet. We've got to somehow figure out a way to get his own coverage in our schemes, man, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much he likes to do that, you know. It all depends on what DQ determines because I think we run so much man most of the time. Um, you're saying we need a little more zone in there. I don't know. I like a little more zone so we're seeing the play develop and so if this guy wants to run. And I also like a little more zone just strictly because if you can wither that first wave, uh, receivers have been running open on us all year. Um, so if you can withstand that pressure or block up that pressure, you're going to have receivers open. Like we pointed out, we've got some injuries. Yeah. We've got some backup people. So we're not even dealing with our number one personnel. i just like a little bit more to make that quarterback have to be a little more cerebral um, and maybe even hesitate. You know, you don't exactly know what we're going to do. Sure. And like maybe, we were talking about with Micah. Maybe that adjustment comes this off the, on the bye week, you know. Time to develop it and – and get it down before we, you know, jump into a game. So, hopefully, they'll make some adjustments there this week. Because I will, I, you know, we rely on our linebacker play to cover that up. And Leighton was playing great, but boy, you talk about a huge. Yeah. I think that's a huge hit to that whole thing that you're just talking about. You know, I mean, because we just lost our best tackler. But yeah, know, and if you're going to drop in the zone, you you need your linebackers to you know know where they're supposed to be. Clark or stepped up a big last hole. week. I don't know how Malik Jefferson played. I don't know how much he got to play. Um, we'll see what Rashawn Evans. Yeah. So all all in all, we're we're pretty good where we're supposed to be. It helped us a lot that San Francisco and Philly lost. Yes. Uh, so we're sitting in a pretty good position, despite some bad you know uh, quarters of football. We're sitting in a good position. We're, we always knew with Diggs, but everybody else, it seems, is getting healthier. We got a few things we're going to have to relook at, adjust, tweak. Um, so having a week off to implement that, or really it's going to be two weeks that we have between games. So that's two weeks to get some of these things fixed scheme-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we could creep out of that with a somehow, some way, hook by crook, similar to the Chargers, I don't care, victory versus the Rams, we're going to be sitting in a nice position going into Philly. Yes, we are. Uh, I might as well bring it up, too. Uh, there is another team now that is still ahead of us in the records. Oh, yeah. I, I was hoping that we could get to this tonight, <laughs> and I'm so glad you brought us there. Uh, if Kenny was here, he would hit the button, yeah, and we could hear the line roar. hear the roar. Because, man, Detroit, 5-1, and one, tied with San Fran and Philly for the best record in the NFL. That's impressive they're not going to be uh they're not going to be the same old detroit lions no. when we have to play them uh in december that's going to be a for real game i was i was fascinated um i i may not have been in my straight sober state of mind of course and it hit me i didn't ask where it, it just came in my head but detroit lions versus miami dolphins in the super bowl and man both those coaches wow that would be Exciting for me. You know, maybe not to the normal football fan. They probably casual. They don't care about that. <laughs> but that would be tremendously. Both those coaches do it their way. It's oh a little gosh. bit unconventional. Unconventional. And But I love yeah. McDaniel, boy. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. He's freaking awesome. I love Dan Campbell. I love the way he goes about his business. It'd be love fun. Those two two. Oh, man. That would I don't know who I would root for. That would be a tough one. It would be. It would be a straight-up fan moment. Like I'm, uh, either team wins, I'm gonna be happy. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just hoping that you two give me a good football game, and I will be happy no matter Same. what. You know, 
saying, I just want a good game. Oh, man. Uh, but let me ask you this. <laughs> I would love to see McDaniel, though, winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd love I mean, you talk about conference. the most unconventional head coach in the NFL you've ever seen. Ever. He doesn't come from he doesn't come from playing football, doesn't come from playing football in college. You know, I mean he's not some big time player. No. <clears throat> he had something the other day, uh, they were asking about Tua and whoever it was was like the the reporter this question was like a you talk about Bob Sturm. This was a minute long question. Oh god. To the point that I think even I think he interrupted him and said, Do you want the podium? You know, <laughs> but but the guy was basically asking him, you know, Tua, any quarterback could look good in this offensive system, you know? Right. Tua's ain't that great, basically, is what okay. he was trying to get at. Okay. And McDaniel's answer was, who the fuck cares? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, who cares? You know, you're talking about some hypothetical whatever. Yes. Who He was like, who cares? Like, this is our quarterback. Yes. And this is what he's doing. Yes. So, I mean, what does it matter, like, if there's 18 other quarterbacks who could do better or some scrub that could do just as good? And he's got all the proof behind him anyways because I don't think they they won a game without Tua last year. I could be wrong. But, I mean, obviously, Tua's not any quarterback. But, yeah, who cares? What does it matter? Yeah. This is, like, why are you trying to dog out my quarterback is basically. But he said it in such a different way, a chess piece, you know. He didn't say it offensively. Yeah, he just didn't go directly at it, but uh-huh. it just made me think. I'm like, oh, man, this guy. He's a trip. Uh, he was ta- I don't know if you saw him. It might have been the same press conference. He was taking a question from one of the reporters. Must have been in the front row. And if you watch his eyes while he's getting the question, you can see him looking down, down, down. And he looked up and he looked down. And when it got to him answering the question, he started to answer. And he goes, I'm sorry. Those are some really sweet, man. Your shoes are so clean, man. I love a good, clean, just sweet pair of kicks, you know? I don't know how he said it, but it was it was just so, like, I just I just took a hit off my vape. I'm a little high, you know? Man, them, them shoes look sweet. I and forgot what kind of question you asked. I'm like, he was, like, totally, like, I got distracted by your shoes. He is so good that... And he's smart. Yeah. And then he I'm is. like, okay. But also, part of me is like, he might have really stopped down. Oh, no. he, you know, it could be either one. I think he really stopped down on the fact that he got um, distracted I, I by would the believe shoes. It. I could believe it. But let me ask you this. If at this hypothetical Super Bowl yes. between the Detroit Lions and the Miami Dolphins, right. you say, hey, I'm going to sit back as a fan. Okay. I just want a good game, right? Right. I got no rooting interest. I like, you know, I'm down with whatever happens. Sure. If Dan Campbell had a a, a, a oh shit a lion on the sideline, brought out the pet lion for yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm not even saying full grown male. No, just a lion. Maybe maybe what uh, beyond a, a newborn? Like I don't know that he could have him on a leash. He'd probably have to go oh get my one God. of the trained lions. If they had a tamed lion, if they had a that, tamed lion. It was on no leash, <laughs> sitting there during the, a football game with all these targets running around. They couldn't do that. But he was so trained. They couldn't do that. Oh my God! But what if they just had without him in a doubt? His, I'd be a lion fan. What if he was in a cage though? Was he have to be out of the cage for you to appreciate? I need him out of the cage on a leash. I want him out of the cage, but he but can't be. He, he's got to be small enough where he can't attack. Yeah, there's so much freedom. I mean, there's yeah. so much food around him at that point. And it's like, not, let's say you score a touchdown, everybody gets excited. Maybe this scares the trained lion. I don't lion. think that there's an insurance company in this world that will cover that. So how could he have him on the sideline? What He'd was he asking for? Him a cage? In a cage? I don't. I don't know if he wanted him in the cage or not. I but thought he wanted him like I a think real. You'd have to. Yes, on a leash. That's why they wouldn't let him because insurance probably purposes. Okay, but uh, how big is a baby? Like. Like what, could it be like a six month old lion? They'd have to rotate it though, right? Now they need a, like a lion breeding I mean, factory. He'd have to grow. <laughs> you know, what? I mean, because because once it gets like a little yeah, more grown, they're that's like that's real not fair safe. to the lion either. Especially no a wonder cub. they cut. They didn't let him do it. It's more complicated yes. than we originally uh, thought. I think that it's obviously more complicated. I think his best bet would be to get a lion that he could have in the cage. It'd have to be in a cage. Because even that Siegfried and Roy thing attacked them and ate him, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can't trust these. No, you can't trust it. It's a wild animal. That's an animal that you cannot tame. 
I mean, you can you can beat it into submission, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to still so be a lion. At any point in the game, would he be taken out of the cage, or he's just in the cage for the whole you game? Could I, see? I was thinking, then I don't want it. I was thinking maybe you could do the same thing that they do in Colorado with the buffalo, because that's pretty fucking. Yeah, that's what I always thought. It's pretty like crazy. The I mean, that buffalo is like the not Baylor like bear. a cow. It's not even like yeah. a long. Oh, it's horn. a wild. Uh, it's it's a wild different. Animal. Yeah, they run them. Out there, yeah. and then they're They'll all be hanging off of their ropes. Life. Yeah, I don't think that you could. St- oh, you can't let her lie out like that. There's not a you know you need a football team. You know what I mean to like hold them back. There's not enough trained big I, men to, to contain it. Do that. I don't. I mean, they used to have. Remember, they used to have the black bears down at Baylor. The, yeah, I th- yeah, I believe they still do, and they really? would have the cub, and they would have it out mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, because I remember my. Uh, oddly enough, my dad went to Baylor. Yes, and he would get to go down on the yes. sidelines to watch the game. And a bear that it crawled up on, on, like on his lap. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I think they still have it. Maybe not in today's world. I don't who know knows if they could have because they were kept in them cages. It, they would have a cage for it, but they also had like a leash, and it was a cut. You know, yeah. But I'm big. talking about on the campus. Remember, you could go and and see the bears. What are you saying? Like a bear was roaming around campus? No, it was in a little the bear habitat. Okay, that they had like you know, and it had all yes. that. Remember, you that's could go what and Dan Campbell needs. He needs a lion habitat yes. at the at the facility yes. where they could breed lions. Actually, though, they need to set one up at the stadium. So that the Lions could be at the games. Let me ask you Not this. at the facility. Okay. Because you just ha- got me thinking about it. I bet you lion meat would be delicious. Lion meat? Yeah. Have we, Might have, be kind of tough. Do people eat it? I don't think they have a like lot a of lion fat on steak. their bodies. What's good? We like cows. They eat grass. We yeah, like things that eat need? grass. Well, I mean, I think that, that, I guess. What do we like to eat that eats other animals? Anything? Everything we Man, eat eats question. like grass and stuff. I mean, unless you're a wild, you eat wild game, then you like can what's get wild into game? It. I mean, ostrich. Have you ever had gator? That's an animal that'll eat never had animals. It. Never had it. Ooh. Is it good? Mm. Let me guess. It tastes like chicken or frog. Neither. Okay. I don't know what frog tastes like. So, never so, had but, frog. but th- is that something people eat? Gator? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like in the south, like in Louisiana, you just go and like get a gator burger or something. Uh, I'm sure you could it's get like a gator common? burger. Yeah, it's very common. Oh, all right. I need, yeah, I need to yeah. try some of that. You should definitely try some gator. Well, I, that would be the first animal that I've ate that ate other animals. It's big time Louisiana food. I, I've not ever ate an animal that ate other animals. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm almost to, vegan I'm, when you think about it. I'm trying to think of an animal. No, that I eat bacon. Eat pigs don't animals. eat other animals. No, pigs don't eat other you know, animals. No, I eat chicken. They don't eat other they animals. Eat they eat cows. Animals. They don't eat other no, animals. They sure don't. And that's really the extent of my meat. Like I you mean, said, even, I eat some fish, even if some you birds. Were to eat deer, deer don't eat other animals. Yeah, rabbits. Don't I want to eat, eat other something animals. that eats something. Squirrels don't eat other animals. I'm, I'm trying try, to think yeah. of the wild animals you would eat. Yeah, well, I don't. Uh, there's to a few get, of our listeners who, when you said squirrels, are like, huh? But I damn know there's a few of them that were like, uh-huh, that squirrel uh, meat. That's good good uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, uh, I got me a few in a cage right now. It would take us. <laughs> I just we just had some for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, it would take us a while. Bear. A bear would be some meat that you could find somewhere of an animal that eats enough. But they also... People eat bear? Yes. I do believe bear meat can be found. But... <laughs> I mean, where can it... Like, bears, if you're in Alaska with a shotgun, it bears can be found? Bears do eat other animals... I think you gotta go get the yeah, right bears, we, though, because a lot of them, they eat a lot of berries. Yeah, they eat and, the berries and stuff. Maybe we could yeah. eat bears. Yeah, I think we could eat. You can't eat bear meat. I think you can eat I feel like any a bear kind of would meat. have a lot of fat on it, man. Like a bear leg or something. They seem strong, but I feel like they, you see you them jiggle can, when they run. You can eat any kind of animal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. Ask them hungry people. They'll tell you. There's a few homeless. You know what I mean? Had some roadkill stray cat. You can eat anything. Yes, I didn't. Re- it, it never crossed my mind until I was watching Naked and Afraid the other day. They killed an anteater and ate an anteater. Mm. Mm. They've actually done two of those. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe ants got protein, though. It's, and maybe it's, it's converted. It's not about that. Like it's not even about meaty. the meat that's on the anteater. Yeah, what, and what there's actually meat quite at? a bit of meat. Okay. And so Three. after skinning it, which looks mm. really weird after that, they they boiled it. Okay. They put it in. You know, the water turns to broth. Uh, evidently, anteaters are real fatty. 
And so all the fat renders off. They like, all right. they like have a little broth, little soup, little fat. Yeah, they soup. did it for like twelve hours. You know, they cooked it over the yeah, fire for you, like twelve hours. Yeah, I'll cook it as long as my hunger allows me to. Yes, but they, so they they like stewed it, and when you they opened the pot, that meat's just falling apart. And they were like, "Oh my god!" I mean, obviously they're hungry, so anything yeah. they're gonna eat tastes good. But they're like, "No, this like anteater really tastes good." An eel, electric eel. Yeah, again, I don't. I feel, both these, like, I was thinking about the anteater nose, like that. The I eel, it's just so chewy. I don't want. You're it. not eating the nose. They don't. It's not part of the. I feel like you, from a whole eel, I would get like maybe an inch worth of food that I'd want to eat. No, those things are like four or five feet. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah. But I figure by the time I scrape off all the shit that I don't want to eat, the weird gooey, chewy eel stuff. There's going to be like a few I bites think that for me. This, that there's, there's less of that than you think. That's like the inside stuff. There's meat on an eel, and it's very fatty. And, yeah, you cook it up, and they hmm. eat it. And well, they say it's really you know good. What? We need to get us some. We need to come across. We need to go to a pet store and get us <laughs> some, some eating. We need to go to the pet store and get us something to eat. The fish store. Let's go to the fish store and get us something to eat. I don't think that any of the let's, fish. Let's cook it. Let's now, prepare that's it. not to say that you couldn't eat let's the broth fish. It. But I don't think any of them there are worth eating because they're not very big. We'll raise it. We'll feed it. We'll come back next year Why not this just time? go catch something? How, what? <laughs> go fishing. It go. I mean, I'm talking about running up to the store. It takes 10 minutes to do. Pull out the credit card and buy dinner. You're talking about a whole adventure. Are you are you wanting to go through the whole having to process your own food? Is the reason you're doing this? No. Why just, would you I, want to do this? I'm just trying to go for. Why I'm, do you want to go eat the pet pet store fish? I don't. <laughs> but you're telling me that eel is good. So uh, yes, yes. so I need to taste. They this. say that eel is good. I've right, never so I would like to have eel. some, and I don't know where to get it. I think because I'm not some scuba diver fisherman. I bet you could probably find eel in At an the, Asian restaurant. I think you could go find it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking you, you got to go go to the yeah. pet store and get you one. No, I think you could go find it mm. cooked and prepared. Uh, do you trust that? I know there's some Mexican little taquerias around here. They're selling me some fajita <laughs> meat, you, and I don't believe I don't believe it's real fajita meat, man. I, I, that, I honestly think it's either dog or cat. I swear to you. I think that if you want to stay away from that, you stay away from the. Uh, I think Koreans. I need to go to a nice Asian restaurant, a known, a five star, yes, a four star. Yes. All right. Yes, I'm not. You know. Oh, that's sure. something. Finally, you've given me a good homework assignment. That's something I will put on find my homework. Find some place to go find some eel. And your homework this week is find out Scott's whereabouts tonight. Find out what he's... Don't just outright... you got to fish this out of him, okay? And then report back uh, next time we do a little show together, which, which will probably be next Thursday no, it actually with the number mon- 88. Monday postgame. Oh, well, no, we don't have a postgame this week. We have a postgame Monday. But, um, but maybe weeks. maybe next Thursday. Yes, uh, you can report back and and yes. let us know a, what happened. A, to Scott. a answer the ambiguity. Well, hopefully, Scott will be here and he can answer for himself. True, we could do some. We could do some like. Uh, and maybe we can actually get Kenny to tell us his side of his story. Yes, we're gonna sit him down like t- 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 sixty minutes. Dude. Yes, you know, and get some hard hitting. You know, what we need get to, to the heart of the matter. Some take, real stuff. We need to take Kenny's phone and we need to like, hey, can I borrow your phone for a minute and go to his location on his phone and turn it on so okay. that uh, we can track him, uh, or we can. You want to track him? Yes. I mean, I was just trying to like fish out what he was doing. Or we can put an air tag in his car, then we can see if whenever he goes to Scott's house. Well, I don't want to have any problems with Kenny, so uh, I'm trying to win him over to our side. You were supposed to bring him, or I'm sorry, you were supposed to order him. Uh, what a croissant, a, a breakfast biscuit, or something? English muffin. Yeah, you were supposed to give him some English muffin so we could get on his good side. Yes, uh, but. You know what? And that also made me think, man, you went on a vacation out of town to see the world and all this. And the highlight that you brought to me and Scott was this English muffin, which apparently, as you told me, you could have stayed right here at home and ordered online. Um, You didn't even need to go out of town. Yes, I did need to go out of town to discover it. I didn't discover it until I was in Napa. Okay, fair enough. At the bakery that creates them. Fair enough. All and right. that's when we found out that it was on the Food Network show, 
Um, and then I saw how they made them. Okay. After having one, which I didn't realize what I was having at the time because it was just freaking amazing. I will say this, too. Even though I did order some, get them shipped, and they are still delicious, not quite the same as day of. Uh, so, still amazing, though. Best English muffin I ever put in my mouth. So, worth, worth the airfare. Worth the hotel stay, man. It wasn't just the high. It wasn't that. It wasn't even the highlight. Oh, well, that that's was probably all we, the food. That's all we heard about. That was probably the food highlight. Well, maybe we'll find out about uh, that next week if Scott uh, uh, doesn't join us. We'll get into uh, the rest of your vacation. Otherwise, I'd just like to say anybody who takes the time to listen to us, I always appreciate that. If you uh, share us or turn us on to someone else. Always grateful for that. Absolutely. And, uh, when Kenny tells us that Bitcoin just got a little grower, you know, a little bit more from a contribution, uh, we always appreciate that. So thank you. That helps keeps us afloat. So yes, uh, hit the Patreon. Hit the Patreon. <laughs>